0: Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. thank you so much for Tom. We thank you, God, for the word that you've given him today. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just empower him, that every word that comes from his mouth would penetrate every heart, and they would be hearing essentially from like their grandpa or their father, just a daddy who loves the Lord with all of his heart, And we pray today, Jesus, that you would use his words that are actually going to be your words in a mighty, powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can you guys give it up for Tom? Well, thank you, Aaron. That's, uh, I appreciate the scripture. Um, It's just such an honor to be here this morning, especially on Father's Day. And uh, because it's Father's Day, we wanted to share with you about a father's heart. What a father's heart is and uh, how we as fathers and young men and old men can have the father's heart. Uh, Mothers and daughters, you can have the father's heart. God loves us. He loves us with an eternal, everlasting love. He will never leave us or forsake us is his promise to us. And so let's just lay hold of that this morning as we look at God's word, look into what he has for us. A father's heart is important to God. God wants us to know what his heart is for us. He wants us to get to know him better. And so we, when we talk about what is a father's heart, what do we mean? I think the best way to answer that is to know God better. God wants us to know his nature and his character. He wants us, the the scriptures say that we are created in his image, right? Well, God not only wants us created in his image, but he also wants our souls to reflect who he is as dads and as men of God and women of God. I believe it's very important to God that we as dads get to know our Heavenly Father. Some see him as silly but distant or unapproachable. Some see him as someone who uh, we're afraid of. Some see him as unapproachable, waiting for us to make a mistake and keeping a long list of everything we've done wrong some see him as distant someone that could not possibly be concerned with our personal lives but when jesus came jesus brought a new revelation of who god truly is hebrews 1 2 and 3 says this but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son Who he he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory, and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. The key verse that I want to spend some time on is verse 3 The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Jesus came to this earth. He died an excruciating death so that we might know the Father, that we might come into the presence of the Father ourselves, no more through the Holy of Holies or uh, the veil that was separating us from, from our Father. Jesus has allowed us, because of his death, his work on the cross, that we can come into the very presence of our Heavenly Fathers, each and every one of us. So we have access to him, and that was the work of Jesus. And Jesus also, when his time on this earth, as he walked the earth, he began to reflect the Father. The scriptures say that Jesus was the exact representation of the Father. So when we look at Jesus, who do we see? We see the Father, and so it's very possible for every one of us dads to know and love the Father and to know His heart, to know His nature and His character. Matthew six nine. When the disciples asked Jesus how they should pray, Jesus began by using the phrase, "Our Father, holy." He is also our loving Father. He is God, but He is also our Father, we are his children, and he has a Father's heart towards us. Of all the ways Jesus could have told us how to relate to God, Jesus said, he is our Father first. When Jesus spoke of God, he referred to him as my Father, and when he spoke of God to the disciples, he referred to to him as our Father. It's important we understand that Jesus wants us to see God as a loving Father. A God with a Father's heart. The reason this is so important to Jesus is because we live in a society increasingly that devalues masculinity and manhood. It would not be an exaggeration to say that manhood is under attack we're quickly losing sight of what a godly man should be and look like. By this I mean, does the man of today, and specifically a father of today, embody the biblical character of God, who is our Heavenly Father? The truth is, manhood does matter, and masculinity does make a difference to God. A study given by John Lindell uh, did a study, and uh, James River Church in Springfield, Missouri uh, did a study and uh, put out some statistics on the importance of a godly father's presence in his home. And I want to share those statistics with you this morning. Sixty-three percent of suicides are from fatherless homes. Ninety percent of all runaway children are from fatherless homes. Eighty-five percent of all children with behavioral disorders are from fatherless homes. Seventy-one percent of all high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. Seventy-five percent of all adolescent chemical abuse patients are from fatherless homes. Eighty-five percent of all youth in prison are from fatherless homes. Obviously, these numbers show the importance of a father's influence in the home and how important a father's presence really is. When dads are indifferent, inadequate, or absent, the task of raising children to know and love Jesus becomes much harder. The stakes, spiritually, could hardly be higher. Godly dads who spend time with their children allow them to see the father's heart. Here are some practical things that I've come up with as I was writing the message for this morning that I've known and experienced in my own life as a father. When you're home, dads, be engaged. Listen to them. Listen to your children. Know what's going on in their lives. Be interested. Pray for them. Let them see and hear you pray Bible. Let them worship the Lord. Let them see you read the Bible. Let them see your heart and your love for Jesus. Let them see your kind side, your gentle side. Be humble. Ask forgiveness when you're wrong. Let them know they're important to you. Never make them feel your work or ministry is more important than they are. Have fun with them. Go to their games, plays, and programs. Praise them. Be their biggest fans. Tell them often how much you love them. The study goes on to show the mother's role in the home is just as important as the father's. Her role will always be primary in terms of nurture, care, and intimacy. But as a child matures, he or she will increasingly look to the father for their role model in processing decisions and adopting values. In reality it's not a matter of father Roles of father and mother to complement one another and together, father and mother reflect the nature and person of the heart of God. Does not go to church, even if together by promise keepers, shows this if a father does not go to church, even if the mother does, only one child in fifty will grow up to be a regular worshiper. Very encouraging. The opposite of this, however, is very encouraging. In fact, astounding. If a father does not, if a father does attend church regularly, even if the mother does not, 66% of the children will grow up to know and love God. When both the father and the mother go to church, 75% of the children will become regular attenders and followers of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? The influence of father and mother together, the profound effect that it has on our children for the kingdom of God for all of eternity. Is there any hope in right now? Where does this leave me? Is there any hope for me and my children? If this is you this morning, consider this truth. Romans 8.28, a very familiar scripture with all of us. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Single moms, God is a God of exceptions. There's always hope for God and with God. When we include, when you include God in raising your children and you look to him for his help, there is hope. As you believe and look to God for yourself and your children, your testimony to the world will be, I am the exception to the statistic. There's always hope with God. Why? Because God has a father's heart. Maybe you're a single dad and you've lost uh, rights to see your children. Maybe you have very little influence on them any longer. Or maybe you've lost visiting rights altogether and you never see your children. And you're asking the same question, where does that leave me? Is there any hope for me? Is it too late? What about my children? Is there hope for them? Let me encourage you with this. With God, it's never too late. Psalms 86, five through seven says this. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you, and you answer me. Ask God for forgiving. Ask Him to forgive you. He's good and full of love to forgive your past mistakes, and He will always Telling us, no matter what our circumstances, we can always pray, and He will always answer. Single dads, you can also pray over yourself. Forget to do a lot of time as Christians. I think that's something that we forget to do a lot of time as Christians. We forget we can pray for ourselves. We forget the power of prayer in our own life, asking God for help. So pray over yourself and ask God to be with you and help you as a parent despite your situation in life. Ask God for a miracle. Again, something that we fail to do a lot of. Have the courage. We're children of God. You are God's sons, men. You have the right to go before the Heavenly Father and ask for a miracle for yourself in your own life. Ask him to change you in your situation so you can be the kind of parent that you long to be. Whether you're physically present with your children or not, Here are some things you should do for them every day. Some things you should do and some things you can do. And this obviously is a short list, but it's something that I've thought of that you can do in a practical way. First, you can always pray for them. So you need to pray for them every day. Ask God for their salvation. Share Jesus with them if you ever get the opportunity. Ask the Lord if that happens, that he'll give you the words to share to their hearts about Jesus if that's impossible then ask God to send someone to witness to them about the Lord Jesus ask God to protect them spiritually physically and emotionally pray God would surround them with Christian friends pray God's blessing over them something else that we overlook in our culture and society of of today the Jews the Israelites knew the value and the power of p- praying blessing over their children look at Jacob and Esau how they fought over the blessing of Isaac a very powerful thing that we can do even if we don't have any influence physically in, pres- in, in person over our children we can pray blessings over them a blessing would go something like this first chronicle adults now they're gone Ten is the scripture that Don and I pray over our children. They're adults now. They're gone, and they have families of their own. So they're no, no longer at home. But every day, we pray First Chronicles 4.10 over them. Oh, Lord, bless our children indeed. Enlarge them. God, that your hand would be with them. Keep them from harm. Keep them from evil, that they might not cause pain or no pain. God, hears our prayers for our children. Our blessings that we pass on to our children and our grandchildren carry great weight with our Heavenly Father. God hears those blessings, those prayers of blessings. Remember, God delights in doing exceptional things for the people who love Him. Maybe you're someone who just can't see God as being a loving Father. Maybe you grew up without a father, or he was never there for you. Maybe you had a father who was harsh, cruel, or maybe even abusive. Then God wants if this is you, then God wants you to know this. We can the truth of who our Heavenly Father is. Just hours before Jesus' crucifixion on a cross and his death, we read in Mark 14, verse 36, these words Jesus prayed, Abba, Father. He said, Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet, not what I will, but what you will. Abba is an Arabic term of endearment that we can use to call our Father by name. Jesus used the term in his prayer to his Father, Abba, Father. We can see at least two things from this prayer that Jesus prayed. First, Jesus is approaching God from the position of His Son, appealing to a loving Father. Second, we see Jesus desire to do whatever it took, even to the point of death, to accomplish the Father's will to save you and I. You and I, We're the part of God's creation that it's most dear to Him. The desire of His heart is that we know His heart and to know how much He loves us and how much He was willing to give for you and I that we might have eternal life, that we might have this access to Him directly that we have now. When we know this, Regardless of whether we had a good father or a bad father. I personally had a wonderful father. I Couldn't have asked for anything better We begin to understand then God's heart regardless of what kind of father we had We understand God is we understand. He is not very near and completely approachable We understand he is not mad at us, but he's madly in love with us He's our biggest fan We know He loves to spend time with us. He always has our best interest at heart. Matthew 6, verses 26 and 27. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? If God cares for the birds of the air, how much more does he care for you and I? Maybe you're a young single and want very much to be married and have a family of your own. You've prayed many times And you've asked the Lord for the right person, the one God chooses just for you. Well, be encouraged. God has not forgotten you, and God does. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going. Let's look at the end of it. You are familiar with all my ways. Let's look at the end of verse 1 for a minute. It says, and you know me. He knows everything about you. He hasn't forgotten you. The end of verse 2, you prepare my thoughts. He knows the desires of your, my thoughts from afar. He knows what you're thinking. He knows the desires of your heart. And he hasn't forgotten you. In the end, I think and believe, at least how God dealt with me before I met my wife, that God knows our ways. I remember very clearly when I was crying out to the Lord for someone special in my life that I could spend the rest of my life with. God challenged me. I remember exactly where I was when He spoke it to my heart. And He said, are you really ready? I think there's things that we can do even before we meet the one we know God has for us, that we can prepare our hearts and our souls to be married, to live in that relationship in a loving way. I've written four things down that God ministers to me me when I was back uh, as a young man, and I want to share them with you this morning. Number one, don't be willing to settle. Don't settle for someone who doesn't have the same faith as you do. Don't settle for someone who doesn't love Jesus the way you do. Is your future home going to reflect Christ? Do all you can to learn of the word and discover who God is long before you enter into a marriage of relationship, love and a Christ-centered home. Do you have a plan for your unborn children make sure you know the word and make sure that you can be the spiritual leader man of your home I say that not meaning that I believe the Bible doesn't say men you be the spiritual leader you need to be the spiritual leader you are the spiritual leader but it doesn't mean that you intimidate it doesn't mean that you throw your weight around in anger or uh, not being humble in what God's given you. To be a, a, a leader of your home for Christ means that you become a servant to your family. Are you setting anything, anything aside financially in a practical way? Are you preparing for God to answer the desire that God's put in your heart? To be a father? Are you tithing? That's a good one. That was very hard for me to do when I was a young man. But God challenged me with it and I wasn't perfect in it. But there's something about tithing that gets God's attention to know you're serious about wanting to find that special someone that He's chosen just for you. And to be a good father of your children. Well moving on as fathers there may be times when we feel that we have to convince God to love us. We feel that we have to perform a certain way for God to accept us. You know your earthly father loved you but maybe you felt you were never able to measure up to your father's expectations. If this is you we need to know that when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, the word says in Matthew the water, and at that moment heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The interesting thing about this scripture is that at this point in Jesus' ministry he had never performed a miracle. He had never turned water to wine. He had never healed a leopard. He had never uh, raised Lazarus from the dead. He had never turned water into wine. The point is this that God loved Jesus his son because of who he was not because of what he had done. Did you all get that? So as fathers, our Heavenly Father doesn't look at us because and love us because of what we've done. Our Heavenly Father loves us because of who we are. We're sons and daughters of the living God. Well, I want to pray over us this morning, dads. I want to pray God's blessing over every dad in the room. Um, let's just bow our heads Abba Father we thank you that you are a living God a God with a Father's heart when we see you Jesus we see our Heavenly Father because you are the exact representation Jesus of our Father in Heaven thank you Father that you've not forgotten us that you delight in doing the exception the exceptional in the lives of those who love you. We're so grateful. There is nothing we can do that will make you love us any more, and there is nothing we can do to make you love us any less. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.